Welcome to The Ear Spoon. This is Fish, and we have started a special line of interviewing called A Call to Action. We hope to distribute as much quality information to you about an ever-changing landscape, but please keep in mind, as it does change often, so might this information. It's all dated, and by all means, before acting on any of it, verify it. And as all Ear Spoon podcasts, it is presented to you by Mocha Joe's. If you live locally, they are offering curbside pickup, and they're still doing shipping through their website, mochajoes.com. For today's call to action, I got to sit down with Alex Ginsberg. Alex is a partner with the Pillsbury Winthrop Law Firm and works with government contract groups like the SBA. He has extensive experience working with the SBA and took some time to explain and help us navigate the process of applying for an SBA loan and what to focus on first. Welcome to A Call to Action, a series provided by Great Eastern Radio and the Brattleboro Community Television. We're covering many different topics from state shutdowns to our food supplies. We're talking with Alexander Ginsberg. He's a partner at Pillsbury Winthrop Law Firm. He's uh, currently uh, social distancing and, and sheltering at home in Virginia. And we're talking about understanding the SBA loans and uh, how that factors in with the CARE Act um, that was brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. Alex, welcome, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. So let, let's get right into it. I mean, there's, there's a lot. I mean, I just read a quick uh, like three-page synopsis of the entire CARE Act and the SBA loans. Um, you, as you earlier when we talked, uh, said you've been kind of in the throes of this for a while. $50 billion in low-interest loans, $350 billion in paycheck protection loans have been made available. Let's talk about how to start the process of taking advantage of these loans. I mean, you know, the landscape's changing all the time, so. Sure. So uh, a couple of things. Uh, one is that the, uh, the CARES Act empowers, or I should say directs the administrator of the SBA to issue uh, regulations within 15 days after the CARES Act passed. So by my math, that's by April 26, or sorry, by April, um, I don't know, second week in April. Okay. And, and that's, that's an uh, astronomically fast turnaround uh, for a government agency, especially the Small Business Administration, to, to issue regs. Uh, it's, it's, it can take weeks, months, even years for the Small Business Administration to issue regulations after Congress tells them to. So I think that for the next couple of weeks here, uh, things are going to be extremely hectic for SBA and a lot of the mechanics of the program or, or of, the, of the loans set forth in the act are going to be um, you know, yet to be determined. And it's gonna be uh, a real curiosity how SBA is going to administer all these new loans and whatever, whatever paperwork, whatever website needs to be set up to do this. You know, there is an existing website with existing paperwork for the loans that, that pre-existed this, this act. And those are, for example, the, the SBA disaster loans provided in one part of the Small Business Act. There is paperwork to apply for those. Um, it's unclear whether the SBA is gonna issue a new process and new paperwork for the new loans, or whether if you simply go to the website now, download the paperwork and begin to fill it out, they will uh, sort of grandfather that paperwork you know, into the new program, Un unclear. And I think anybody who says they know for sure is probably not telling you the truth because it's gonna be a couple of weeks of a, a, real, a real free for all, I think. But uh, having said all that, there is an existing program, like I said, if you, if you go to the SBA website, um, it's, it's fairly clear how to begin filling out paperwork. And if, and if that's the same paperwork the SBA plans to use for all the new loans, then 
it, it is possible to get started right now. So there was a, um, a, a website that I found on some of the documentation that, that your, your firm had sent through, disasterloan.sba.gov backslash ELA. Is that a good right. place to start? Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's a fair, uh, at the very least, I think a lot of the uh, types of information currently required uh, are going to be the same types of information uh, that, that a, an applicant will need to provide. Uh, I do note that the new program, the uh, the, the program that um, uh, creates these these loans up to ten million dollars for small businesses, uh, no longer requires a, a personal guarantee or collateral for the loans. So some of this paperwork might be waived. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, look. I mean, I think everybody. It's hard because everybody's scared. Everybody doesn't know how this is going to unfold, uh, where it's going to end, or when it will end. But it will end. It will unfold. Um, and, um, so everybody just sort of has to be patient with the process because as, as quickly as you're trying to figure out, you've got, you've got a federal government who's trying to figure it out for the 320 million people that, uh, live within our borders. So I think a little patience is, is what needs to be exercised here. Um, it's fair to say that the money that is being put into place with the uh, stimulus package and, uh, with the CARES Act is really just trying to kind of replace monies that have been lost due to COVID-19. Would you say that that's a, that's a fair takeaway? Yeah, I, I think that's pretty fair. You know, it's, it's been the administration's position and, and you know, the, the drafters of the bill for the most part as well, uh, that this is going to be a short-term but extremely acute uh, national economic problem and, and you know, national, uh, natural disaster. But the idea is, the, the implicit idea in the bill is that if we can just get businesses through uh, basically a one month or, or, or two month period where we provide them uh, the ability not to lay people off and keep the economy going, that we'll get through this and things will be all right by the end of June, basically. And, and that, that's, that's what the act uh, envisions. And that's, that's also why there's this loan forgiveness program, which is a really important facet of the act. I mean, if you don't lay people off, if your company doesn't lay people off and you, uh, you, you use the loan money to pay payroll expenses and other general business expenses for, for an eight week period following the issuance of the loan, the government is saying that it will, it will backstop that and, 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 and forgive uh, that eight week period uh, of expense. So, so the message to small business owners throughout the country is don't lay off your workers for, for that eight-week period. You, you are covered. Well, that, I mean, and that's, that's, that, is, that is one of the things I wanted to try to get to when we discuss today, because I think there's a lot of people that don't understand that um, and, and that there is a little due diligence that you have to do in making sure that you are following through and and. Uh, with, with the regulations of the loan, but if you can do this for eight weeks, then then you do not need to pay this back. And hopefully by then we are all back uh, out on the streets and doing the things that we do on a day-to-day -day basis. Right. So thank you for spelling that out. That's a really important uh, piece of information. All right, let's get into some of the other things that the loan will cover. Sure. Yeah. So, so I think the, I just addressed the, the forgiveness, the eight-week forgiveness period, um, and, and the same types of expenses that can be forgiven over that eight-week period apply to the loan, to the loan generally. Uh, payroll, because this is called the uh, paycheck protection uh, segment of, of the act, 
Um, so the focus is on uh, protecting, you know, payroll, basically protecting people's salaries and benefits while this crisis is happening. But you can also use the loan money for uh, basic business expenses like uh, mortgage, rent, utilities, and, and your, you know, general uh, ordinary course business expenses. And those are all allowable costs under the under the act. So this is this is in again just uh, just to keep it at, at, in layman's terms, this is money that you would normally earn that you no longer can earn, but it is given to you to spend in order to keep your business doors open. I mean, obviously you're not going out and adding a new a new vehicle, um, I guess. Well, unless it was necessary, but uh, a new vehicle to your to to your fleet. But this yeah. is to keep things status quo. Yeah, it's, I think the idea again is. Uh, keep your doors open, keep your people in the office, keep their benefits substantially where they are right now. And for two months, those costs will be forgiven uh, and backstopped by the federal government. So it's actually, um, if it sounds too good to be true, it, it almost is. I think the, the, the problems in the act are going to be in the administration of the act. It's going to be, people are going to be clamoring for this. Uh, maybe they already are. And, and I think that's going to, you know, that's going to end up being potentially um, sort of a, a, an Obamacare uh, website fiasco. Uh, you know, I, I, can, I can imagine this uh, about, to, about to be happening here. I know the SBA's website was, was down uh, for part of the day on maybe Thursday and Friday. So people were, were, were stressed about that. But um, I think the administration is going to be tough. And I think it's going to be tough, uh, particularly... Where, where companies who, who really don't qualify as small businesses under the act are also applying. That's going to be a real administrative and then down the road, a, a different type of, of disaster. But in general, the, the terms of the, of the loan program here are phenomenal. And, and, and really, if you use uh, loan money to pay basic business expenses, there's a two-month period that you can be forgiven for, for that entire cost. You know, I, I love that you keep emphasizing that because I just, um, that is the one thing that I have understood with the act that I just, I wanted somebody who was kind of on the ground floor of writing the documents and, and, and working through this. T tell us real quickly, what, what part does your, your law firm have to do with all of this? Yeah, I, I think potentially um, there are a, a number of issues that lawyers who, who are sort of in the know about the operations of SBA and, and government functions generally are, I think there's going to be a, a lot of, of abuse for those lawyers. Let me spell out a couple of things. I mean, yes. you know, one is as a very basic matter, I think a lot of people have, have trouble with, you know, financial paperwork and that sort of thing. So, you know, lawyers can generally help with that, but, but I'm actually thinking of something more, more significant, which is an important aspect of the act is that, it changes the definition of, of small business from what people who operate in the small business administration world have long understood to be what a small business is. And that, that's, you know, generally speaking, you are a small business if under your primary industry code, they call it a, a NAICS code, um, you, you, are, you are small. And those NAICS codes have different revenue-based standards. They have different size standards. And some of, them are, some of them are quite small. I mean, some of these uh, size standards are just a few million dollars you know, in, in annual revenue. Um, but this act changes the definition of small business to say any business 
under 500 employees, which in some cases is actually a pretty big company. Um, and it also says that if you if your primary NAICS code is a uh, employee-based standard and, and it allows for more than 500 employees, up to 1,500 employees in some cases, you're also considered small. So all, all of a sudden, uh, a bunch of you know, fairly large or, or you know, mid-sized companies at least are, avail or are um, eligible for a loan as a small business. And, um, and there's another important except, but, but what the act does not do, I should say, uh, there's an important exception to this, is it does not waive the SBA's affiliation rules except for hotels and restaurant chains. So okay. the reason this is important is that, uh, you know, as, as, as everyone knows, um, a, uh, you know, a company and all of its, uh, and its parent company and all of its sister and brother companies, you know, they, they, they're all, they can all operate basically as one unit, but they all might have different uh, corporate forms. So we've got one LLC over here, one, one uh, such and such incorporated over here, and they're all really owned by and controlled by the same person, people, or, or a company. And, and when I say affiliation rules aren't waived, what I mean is if you're trying to figure out how many employees one of these entities in this, in this group of companies has, you have to total up all of the employees across all of the affiliates. It's not just one entity by itself. And that can get very tricky. And, I, and my, my suspicion is that a lot of, um, a lot of companies that have, you know, uh, let's say 100 employees, they, they're not going to realize, actually, we're, we're affiliated with these five other companies. And, and combined, we've got 1,000 employees or, or certainly more than 500. They're going to end up applying or each, each entity is going to end up applying for a loan. And I don't know if they're going to get the loan. Maybe they will. But then down the road, you know, the SBA is going to say uh, the federal government was, was duped here. And, right. and we're coming after you guys for, for the full amount. Um, Full amount of all the loans times times three, which is what the False Claims Act, uh, which is the government's favorite statute these days in, in enforcement defense, they're going to come after those companies for fraud. And, and so I think that's what's coming down the road. So in terms of what, you know, the, one of the main services I think that, um, you know, sort of attorneys in the know are going to be able to offer here is very good affiliation advice. Um, telling companies when they really are eligible for these loans because it's it's hard it's very hard to tell and I I've worked in this field for a number of years and I can say that um, the small business affiliation rules and their interpretation by the Small Business Administration um, are uh, extremely difficult to discern. Yeah, no, there, there's a lot of unpacking that needs to be done, a lot of confusion. Um, so let's just speak to this for a second. My, my, my father always had a saying, when you're on the dole, you got to answer some questions sometimes. Um, with that, and, and I think we touched on it a little bit earlier, when you're applying um, for these loans, is it like a typical bank loan where it falls under the same amount of scrutiny if you've been a business that has been kind of just a sort of a you know, um, bootstrap kind of a business and you've started, you've built from there, and now all of a sudden you find yourself in this where you've never really had to go is are there forgiving is this more of a forgiving process as far as getting granted for these loans yeah i mean with, with the caveat that the sba regulations and and infrastructure you know still is is forthcoming but with that caveat so you know tbd exactly what the sba is going to is going to look for when it actually uh takes in applications 
uh, or processes them. But uh, on the face of the statute, the answer is uh, these are, are not like commercial loans in the sense of their terms are uh, every potential borrower's best daydream. You know, there's, there's no, uh, let me give you a, a summary of a few of the key provisions. Uh, under these new loans, uh, no, no collateral needs to be, needs to be uh, advanced to get the loan. No personal guarantee. In other words, if you uh, fail to pay back the loan, the government's saying that nobody can come after your, your house or your, uh, you know, your, your bank accounts. Um, and, there's no, and there's no recourse against individuals. So uh, if, if, a, if a company fails to pay back the loan, they can't go after the you know, owner, director, principal of that company uh, as recourse. And all, all those terms would be very typical of a commercial loan. Okay. One of the things that I did read uh, within the act that it provides a $10,000 um, emergency advance. Um, and that seems like that happens fairly quickly too. Once, once you have been, I guess, is it from the point you've been deemed eligible? So, uh, so the answer to that is, is no, um, but there's a nuance here, which is the $10,000 grants, uh, which the government's basically presenting as, as free money in, in a way, because right. it doesn't have to be repaid, is actually available under a different part of the act related to the existing disaster loan program. Oh. And so what, what it says is if you apply for a, a grant under the existing disaster loan program, within three days, the government will advance that company or that individual, um, ten thousand dollars. It does not need to be repaid. It, it's it's pretty incredible. But I will note that I think where companies are going to get tripped up, in addition to everything else I just said, is that they're going to end up applying for the disaster loan grant or disaster loan, um, which is different from these up to ten million dollar loans that we've been talking about. Two different things. The disaster loan program has has different terms. The loan is only up to $2 million. There's not a forgiveness aspect of it, except for the, this $10,000 advance. And so what, what, I, what I suspect is, is sort of the uh, intended operation of this is that very, very, very small companies that, that could really, uh, in, in, in dire ways, need $10,000 right now are going to end up applying immediately under the disaster loan program. They can still actually simultaneously apply under the other program. Um, but what, what they can't do is take both types of loans for the same types of expenses. Okay. So they can't, they can't be taking both types of loans to try to pay payroll expenses, for example. And I, and I think, and I will say, I've, I've studied this, the act is not 100% clear on exactly how a company is supposed to not duplicate the use of these two loans. But, but what, I think, what I think SBA is going to say when it issues its regulations is that you can be, you can apply for both. You could even potentially be granted uh, a, a a loan under the disaster loan program. But the second you're awarded a loan under the new program, you've got to roll that other loan in, into the new program. And I'm and I'm curious to see how the SBA manages, you know, th those sorts of complications. There's going to be a lot of unpacking to do, and it's going to have to happen. Uh, fairly quickly. And uh, once again, I think I spoke to this earlier, patience is really what's going to be the virtue here. Now, d does within this act is, is, are like things like nonprofits included in that, like nonprofit organizations that employ people? They are, yeah. 
Okay. All right. That's good to know. Um, let's talk about because there is there are these many moving parts that uh, that you've laid out for us. And again, thank you for doing that. Um, if if somebody is watching this or listening to this in California or in New Hampshire or Vermont, Maine, uh, where you are in Virginia, uh, where where would you direct them for help? To, to see if they're eligible, if they're applying correctly, if they're doing all the things that they need to do correctly. Where, what, what's the best resource that, that you could uh, advise? I'm sorry, my uh, technology. Um, That's all right. I, I think that if we're talking about uh, a, a, individuals or, or extremely small businesses that don't really have doubts about being affiliated with other companies or, or whether they're eligible, it's just very clear to them that they're eligible because again, the, the definition of eligibility, you could have a sole proprietorship and be eligible uh, on the face of the statute. What, what I think they need to do uh, as a practical matter is, is monitor the SBA website over the next two weeks and, and see exactly what it is that the SBA ultimately issues in terms of regulations or guidance on, on the application process especially for, for individuals or, or very small businesses, I, I don't see a reason why they wouldn't quickly try to submit paperwork and, and take that $10,000 grant if SBA is willing to make that available immediately. I think, I think Monday, tomorrow, we'll, we'll, we'll tell something. Maybe the next Monday we'll know even more as far as what SBA plans to do. But I think all, all any of us really can do is continue to monitor pretty closely and be prepared to submit paperwork as, as soon as we're convinced that, that it's the time to do that. And I think for these smaller businesses, it's sooner rather than later. You might as well get your paperwork in, particularly to take advantage of the $10,000. Uh, for, for companies that are, that are bigger and may have some affiliation questions, I think a bit of a deep breath and, and a chance to, uh, to consider some of these more complex issues would be appropriate. Um, and, you know, I think it goes without saying, if any of those types of uh, companies have questions, you know, certainly reach out to me. But, um, but I think, um, I think that, that's the best advice is, is that for, for some, depending on the circumstances, some individuals and small businesses probably shouldn't hesitate to move forward and other companies should, uh, you know, take a step back and just make sure this is the right, the right thing. I mean, the, the act does have loan and, and other provisions related to large businesses in a different, different section and title of the act. And some, some companies, depending on their circumstances, may want to take a closer look at those rather than these SBA loans. Okay, great. Um, Alex, anything that we may have left out of this conversation that you feel is critical to get out there? You know, actually, the main, the main thing I wanted to get out there was that uh, for, uh, especially for small, really small businesses, that $10,000 immediate uh, or pretty immediate grant seems like an incredible daydream and i would encourage people to try to take advantage of that um that and we, and we obviously covered that so that was going to be my main sort of practical advice is, is that's that's sitting there for people who have um an immediate urgent financial need and 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 to me i mean that that is the basic purpose of the act is to help legitimately small businesses uh, with their dire financial circumstance right now. And so, so credit to Congress for making that available. Um, the people should definitely uh, seize the opportunity.
And and just um, if I'm understanding it right, that ten thousand dollars, this is this is not something apply and you'll get in two or three weeks. This is something apply you'll get in two and three days. Am that's I, right. Am I correct in saying that? That that's that's what Congress is telling us, and I sure hope it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know sometimes when we talk about things happening inside the Beltway, we just I think the hardest thing we have our, uh, that we do here is trying to tether ourselves to the fact that something inside our Beltway will move that quickly, but. Let's hope that it does. I I am uh, I was amazed to see. I mean, not not amazed under the circumstances, but I um, I certainly have some doubts about what SBA is going to be able to issue in in 15 days from the passage of the act. I mean, I, I hope that uh, the esteemed people at SBA are able to do something meaningful in that time period. Uh, it would be amazing. It, it would literally be amazing if if they're able to uh, meaningfully write and issue regulations in that time frame. It really would. Yeah, Alex, thank you for taking time. Uh, for those of you listening later on in the week, uh, Alex joined me early on a Sunday morning um, so that we could do this and we could all get back into our work week. So thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. Thank you for the hard work you're doing uh, with, with the SBA loans and the CARE Act. I really appreciate it. Well, well thanks for having me. I think, I think this is great. And I hope people uh, take a look at, at what's available about the act and take advantage of it. Thank you again for being on a call to action. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to a special segment of the Earspoon called A Call to Action as we navigate the waters of a worldwide pandemic. More information will follow. And as always, be safe and be six feet apart.